0: And welcome back to the Space Jam Continuum, the show where we try to make a cohesive cinematic universe out of something that was never meant to be one. I'm Chris McLennan. I'm Carl Noble. And uh, welcome to the second half of our uh, Season 1 recap. So what we've been doing uh, is uh, just trying to recap the story so far, so people can jump in at this point, if they're new to the podcast, and catch up with the you know, the finer points in their own time.
1: Yeah. And uh, I mean, there, there, there is quite a bit... bit sorry. <laughs> there is quite a <laughs> It's a bit blue for this I point know. of the episode. Well, it is quite a bit to catch up on, but it is totally worth going back and listening to the other episodes when you've got a chance. And, you know, there'll be, you know, a bit more of a laugh than these ones will be because it's just bombardment of information.
0: Yeah, also, if you um if you didn't listen to the previous episode and you're trying to jump in, uh, the story starts in the previous episode. Yeah,
1: so go back and so listen back to, that to that one. That.
0: Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, uh, we're uh, jumping in at the... Rise of El Porco And Porkytopia uh, Where an increasingly mad And despotic Porky Pig Has declared his own nation state And keeps people Under a rule of terror So let's uh, let's jump in Let's
1: get right back into that light hearted bit Shall we (laughs)
0: Okay, so when we last left you
2: uh
0: we left you with the uh, news that porky pig had gone mad with power declared himself a nation state yeah uh, uh starting out from his dad's farm and uh yeah it all got a bit off the rails
1: it had like it started his own courtroom where he was presiding over like cases. The case we saw was Daffy Duck and his wife were having a dispute, and yeah. all the animals were there. He'd set up his own cinema where he was just airing his own his own stuff, films.
0: and it was crap. It was crap, but, but everyone, everyone was, was cheering. And at, and yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're crap. amazing! Woo. Now, this uh, rise to power clearly didn't go unnoticed uh, by the powers that be, uh, no. because uh, we open, uh, at this point, with an assassinate i am sure <laughs> all right an assassination going? attempt uh, on uh, you know on porky's life yeah uh, where uh, an ant strapped with explosives was sent to kill <laughs> uh, porky the third yeah or el porco as we refer to him during this period of his of his life
1: yeah but the ant gets it i mean obviously give, just given a picture i guess of his of target porky Pig. yeah and sent into the,
0: the area where he thinks he's going to be. Yeah. The Hank gets it wrong. Because he finds a porky pig who's just working mm. at a cinema. And at the time when we watched the episode, we thought, uh, well, maybe that's just what uh, you know he likes to do. Because we saw him like airing film festivals and things. Yeah. But uh, as time goes on, we find out that's not the case. But not quite yet. Uh, in the rest of the universe, we... El- Elmer's getting tubby.
1: Yeah, he is. He's... he's... I think the, he's not used to having a human body that reacts to food in that way. Yeah, so he's just, he's just egg, consuming.
0: Because like, I imagine when you're an egghead, you just mash food sort of onto your mouth area. Like yeah, a and, monster, it and it just down falls onto down onto your
1: animatronic body and is brushed off. Yeah,
0: yeah. Whereas like now
1: he's monster. actually consuming food and he's realizing that it has a somewhat detrimental effect on your body but if a, you consume a, too much and don't an, do much.
0: And addiction does seem to be like a sort of running theme. Yeah. Uh, and the two of us, but like, yeah, it's another addiction, and he's literally got a taste, and he loves this stuff. Oh, he does. The food and, is
1: awesome for him, so he's just getting bigger.
0: Yeah. Uh, we don't know if, like, he, he's, he's on the highway to diabetes. Yes, yeah. Um, Porky, during this time, is becoming increasingly mad and increasingly paranoid. Like, yes. he, knows, he knows he's not going to get away with this forever, like, no. the way it is. So, what he has started doing. Uh, is replacing uh, like customer-facing uh, roles in businesses in Porkytopia with lookalikes of himself. Yeah, and everything's called Porky's something. Yeah, so, so that's got, like, what the guy in the cinema bakery. who got attacked was. Yes, yeah. like Porky's he was just cinema. A, he was just somebody who worked there who yeah. looked like Porky. He's probably paid a bit of a premium for looking like Porky. Yeah, like danger money. But yeah. we also see Porky's Bakery, Porky's Cafe. Um, we know the police chief. Is is poor? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's something that's going on. Like so, he, so, he yeah. knows he knows someone's after him. We don't know if it's the agency uh, or if it's um, like the monkey government or some combination of both. Yeah. Uh, at this point, I presume it's a governmental situation. I would assume um,
1: so because like they like they
0: the, the take an active role. Yeah, and also later later on, well uh, progression later on. Uh, Implies that switch to me. Uh, TARDIS and Toon Lords, I've got in here. So, this is where we discovered Bugs. Well, one of. Well, I guess it's the the root of all Bugs' Toon powers, really, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Which is TARDIS, which is uh, time and relative dimension in soil. Anytime Bugs Bunny is touching soil, he can disappear into it. He can turn up anywhere else where there's soil. Yeah. And any other time.
1: That see that that is the big thing. That that is the, the point where we realise that Bugs just jumps around time and interferes with his own timeline, interferes with other people's
0: timelines. To what end we don't know yet. Yeah. So this is where we confer well, concluded, I guess, that uh Bugs Bunny is what we're terming a toon lord. Yeah. Uh he's a super powerful, like near eternal yes. toon. Uh and yeah, he's He's got some insight into what's coming and, what, and what's been a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, and he, he ways has to affect it. Um, I've written Who the Hell are the Dover Boys next. Now, the Dover Boys, like that, this is definitely not relevant to the overall plot.
1: No, but it is definitely worth watching. It is the
0: la- first and last time the Dover Boys appear in the entire thing. Yeah. I just wrote it down because uh, it's just a baffling episode, and I encourage you all to go and watch the cartoon. Uh, what's it called? It's not just called the Dover Boys. It's called, it's called something really long. What's it called? Let me just find out for you. The Dover Boys at Pimento U- University or the rivals of Rockfort Hall.
1: Yeah, also known by the shortened title, The, the Dover, Dover, Dover Boys.
0: Boys. <laughs> but I just, I wanted the name in. I
1: it's such a long name. And like for a set of characters that turn up once. Yeah,
0: in The Dover Boys at Pimento University or the rivals of Rockfort Hall. Yeah. But go and watch that. Uh, it is it, hilarious. It's hilarious and uh, irrelevant. Yeah. But I had to write it. Re- <laughs> it's the only thing I think I've written in capital letters. on. Well, look, letters it's hilarious
1: well. and irrelevant.
0: Uh, at this sort of point, Willoughby, who's a character we've encountered before, but has ver- various dogs. Character the same. Yes, but dogs, looking very different throughout a lot of the different episodes. He starts to take a dark turn at this point. Mm. And uh, it's when he murders a cat and uses it as a puppet.
1: Yeah, he uses the skin as a puppet. It's that horrible.
0: We start to entertain the idea that Willoughby is a ghost. Yeah, he's
1: he's not just a dog that's kind of changing appearance. It's a yeah. ghost that's inhabiting inhabiting different dogs.
0: various dogs and trying to finish some sort of unfinished business that yeah. we we think he's forgotten all about. Yeah, he doesn't know what it is, but he, but he just knows, knows he's, he's got, got to, to do, do something. something. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's when we started entertaining that idea, and uh, we stick with it, because uh, yeah. we're pretty sure it's true. Uh, Tweety turns up at this point. He does? Uh, not much to say about that. Apart he's, from, uh, he's bald. He's bald. Uh, and, then, yeah, sort of a <laughs> <weird> pinkish little <laughs> yeah, thing. it's horrible. But I uh, just thought I'd flag that that's where Tweety turns up. Yeah. Uh, I've written Elmer, Elmer the Toon Lord, question mark. So, at some point, Elmer finds this book. About hypnosis. Yeah. And he's practicing his hypnosis. Uh, he encounters Bugs, uh, and Bugs seems to pick up this power real quick. Yeah, but it does. Something happens. We see some transferal of power. And I think Bugs, at this point, inadvertently uh, created a fledgling Toon Lord in Elmer. Yeah. Now, at this point, we are pretty sure. That Bugs is the Doctor Who of this situation. Yeah, we and, all we like, think he's the good guy. Elmo will sort of become the master of this situation. Yes, yeah, uh, Super Carrot. So Bugs Bunny turns up uh, in at some point. In, we think he's a younger Bugs in his timeline.
1: Yeah, but uh, he's 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 got he's he's got a reason for being here, and there's a scientist yeah. creating um, like a a serum to try and make. Super-powered people. Yeah, he's and making
0: a, a super carrot. Yeah, and it, he's, he's,
1: he's, putting it, he's putting it into the carrot and he's testing it on the rabbits to see, well, ear rabbit, to see whether or not it works before he goes on to human testing, I'd imagine.
0: Yeah. Bugs seems intent on sabotaging this mm. situation. Um, and it's not the last time we see this sort of situation, but Bugs has travelled back to stop this happening. So yeah. Bugs, I presume, knows that this scientist or this scientist's work goes on to create something. Yes. I don't know if it creates something evil or if the serum just works and the ramifications of that are terrifying. But Bugs, uh, using his time-traveling experience and knowledge of the future, uh, takes it upon himself to stop this from happening. Yeah. uh, Because he knows there's some sort of hideous, super mutant future that must be avoided at all costs. Uh, so that's the kind of uh, again it reinforces our, our thoughts at the time that Bugs was like this Doctor Who character and it's like we've got to stop that yeah
1: he's gone back and he's doing what seemed to be good
0: things um, at around this sort of time Daffy and Porky the Third's relationship is under incredible strain obviously Daffy has helped Porky uh, get his job back yeah and the way Porky has repaid him is to become a mad despot of his own <laughs> mad nation state dictator, yeah uh, Daffy seems still to be the, in the uh, employ of the agency, yep. uh, which Porky presumably brought him into in the first place. And the agency uh, see, seemed to, in one last-ditch attempt to end the nation-state of Porkytopia in a civil way, yes. send Daffy in to talk to his old friend.
1: Well, that's it. He, he, he's, he's going in, he's trying to talk him down, just make
0: him see the error of his ways, but I just don't think it really worked out that well. Yeah, and Daffy, like, he seems to know that, like, this is it, or yeah, he's going to have to kill his end. friend. Yeah. Unfortunately, like, the mission goes a bit tits up, and he has to sort of break cover. Yeah. Um, and we don't really see the way it resolves. Um, and like for a time after that we see Daffy being sent on various other missions um that aren't relevant to his own past no uh and we like a lot of them revolving around like behind enemy lines action uh like there's definitely a sort of Daffy versus Hitler uh sort of mission yeah, um, yeah. which
1: is interesting that Hitler made his way across through the portal
0: yeah it's, it's very strange uh, but we we've I don't think we've seen Hitler before at this point, but no. we've seen a Nazi spy. Yes. Uh, in Porkytopia. Yes, we have. Um, so, yeah, there's some, there's some definite crossover. The war's creeping into the Tooniverse. Tuna, yeah. Uh, there is a Tooniversal theatre of war at this point. Oh, it does happen. So, uh, at this point, I think only Daffy, we've only seen Daffy being sent on direct missions involving it. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, we think this is to sort of repay for his. Whiffing up his of the- failure, because there was, there was collateral to that. Like. Yeah. Um, next up we have the introduction of a couple of characters there's a flea who his influence on the greater Tooniverse like is unlikely to be huge because he's a flea Yeah, or, as his name suggests but what is interesting is the sort of prospecting sort of side of flea culture in the Tooniverse like they seem to be they seem to get to you know pitch up on a dog yeah, and and you know, just stake and it, a claim.
1: And it does seem to be um, non sentient dogs. They get given kind of like a claim right to, and yeah. then they can go there and mine. So presumably, I guess. this is
0: governmentally sanctioned, yes, but for non sentient uh, animals, like so, dogs are sort of real estate in that sort of yeah. term. Uh, but in a more sort of uh, gold rush prospect. Yeah, sort of
1: and I'd way. imagine other animals are, like cats and various other things, but we, just ha- we haven't seen that happen. It's only on dogs that we've seen it.
0: Yeah. The other character we see introduced, who we haven't seen a lot of, but we know later becomes uh, a part of the Sylvester and Tweety cartoons, is Grandma. Yeah. Now, Grandma, we haven't seen her. No. Um, but in a sort of Little Red Riding episode, Riding Hood episode, there's a sign on her door saying she's not in because she's working swing shifts at Lockheed.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Now, cracking job. Uh, it's wartime, of course. Yeah. And like, you know, it's it's not uncommon, no. like that sort of uh, thing in wartime. Yeah. But yeah. it does go on to uh, reinforce why Grandma is such a badass later on. But we're <laughs> yeah. not there yet. I just remember those cartoons. Right yeah. You're just ah, like, oh, she's awesome. Grandma's hardcore. Yeah. Uh, disappointing moment in the Tooniverse Then Bugs Bunny nips the nips. It's not. It's not my favourite archive film. No, of this, the this, this
1: this this was a, a dark turn for Bugs. And
0: yeah, it's a pivotal point.
1: Yeah, it, like, like this was the point where we realised maybe he's not the Doctor Who of this story. Maybe like you know he's he's not necessarily the good guy we want.
0: Yeah, I mean, he kills a lot of Japanese soldiers in his part. And, yeah, again, I understand it's wartime, but the problem we had here is the pleasure he seems to take I in it. I reveled in it. Like, he's, he's drawing, like, uh, those like, Japanese flags up, painting Japanese flags up yeah. on the tree every time he kills one. He's chucking out racial slurs along with chalk ices with grenades in them. Yeah. Like, he's really reveling I, in like,
1: it. Like, like, we don't know at what point in this timeline this bugs this is. This is the war bugs. But... It's it is a dark time for him, and you know, we like we know that he becomes better, but you know, maybe not
0: for the right reasons. And at this point, we start seeing as well a lot of cartoons that are very similar to ones we've watched before. Yeah, the principal difference usually is that uh, Gabby Goat isn't in them. And, and daffy, daffy duck is yeah uh, sometimes it's another character swapped out but that tends to be the principal difference um, and they tend to be a bit more uh racially sensitive on porky's yeah, part a bit more lighthearted um, as well a bit yeah a bit more jovial and we think uh, we we've taken this to mean at this point that the mission to uh depose porky the like despot porky el yeah. porco porky the third from his uh, position in Porkytopia, was a success, even though it was kind of a botched job. Yeah, um, he's either gone into hiding or he's been knocked off. Yeah. And we don't we, he's didn't, been we don't really know at that point. Uh, but we do know that uh, the Porky the Fourth has been put back in the role of Porky. Yeah, you can tell again; he's hamming up the stutter. Like it's a different. Oh, Porky. It, it, it's so obviously a different Porky. Uh, and they're just trying to redo those episodes and sort of, like, overwrite a dark period of history.
1: Yeah, so it's it, it's more so that people can... When they look back and they remember the episode, they're going to be remembering the Porky the 4th episode and yeah. not the Porky the 3rd. So
0: the idea they go, oh, I remember a really dark early Porky episode. And yeah. then they'll go and someone will Rewatch show them it. it. And it'll be similar enough that they'll go, well, this is definitely the episode. Yeah, but, but it's actually not it's that bad. Nicer. Yeah, It's really like, nice. Obviously, the people of the Tooniverse... Will remember yes. the the reign of Porky the Third. Yeah. But the people of our world, like it's a propaganda film for our side of yes. the yeah.
1: Portal basically. It's it, it, it's to not besmirch the, the good name of Porky Pig.
0: Yeah. Um Dark Bugs continues somewhat. Yeah. We see an episode of Bugs. We think we think it must be shortly before or shortly after uh in Bugs' timeline yeah. that he went to war. Uh, But it's in it's in the 1800s, like 18, you know, 1860, 1870, something. Uh, It's sort of an old west uh, number. But there is a uh, a a bandit, Red Hot Rider. Yeah. Um, But he's a goofball.
3: Yeah, he's he's a very
0: similar demeanour to Willoughby. Yes. Uh, The the many dogs inhabited by ghosts that we have seen. Uh, and at the end of this episode Bugs Kills Well he leaves Red Hot Rider Buried alive
1: Yeah with a is, 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 At that point Did he put um, Dynamite in there with He might him? have stuck A dynamite yeah, in there like, he's
0: buried alive And, and obviously Bugs Can move through the soil So he just pops yeah, he in just Quips in, gets Dynamite Gets out of there um, And at that point I think we discovered What Willoughby's Unfinished Business Is
3: Yeah Get because the rabbit.
0: He, it's get the rabbit. Get the rabbit. Uh, because, yeah, it's definitely the same character, but it's in a human body. Yeah. Why he now winds up moving from dog to dog, hoping the next dog will be, will be the, the, the last dog, dog home. home. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. But so Willoughby, as a character, is not a dog. He's the ghost of uh, a, a human, sort of human uh, bandit from the 1800s. Uh, inhabiting a dog yeah and he's been doing this for so long that he can't remember
1: no um, and we can only presume that Bugs knows that this is going to happen and I mean it's unknown at the moment as to why he's made that happen because he went out of his way yeah to to create that situation
0: yeah I mean at this point we we know Bugs has some sort of agenda and we're not really sure how it's working no um around this sort of time uh like well in the cartoons but like uh you know modern day again tweety has definitely uh overtaken uh bugs as the top murderer <laughs> uh,
1: yeah by quite a
0: number as in, well like so tweety's killed like 200 cats yeah with grenades yeah That's Italian, just that method, I think. Yeah. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, there could be much more. He's
1: very proud of that fact as well. Uh,
0: Very proud. Tweety is a psychopath. We found out throughout this process that a lot of the sort of. Uh, rival dynamics that seem to have sort of the good guy and bad guy in the universe we have had wrong this whole time. Yeah, it's and I backwards. think everybody has it wrong. I think uh, ev-
1: everyone presumes that Bugs is the good guy, Elmer's the bad guy. Nope, nope, it's the other way around. Sylvester and Tweety. You think Sylvester's the
0: bad guy, Tweety's the good guy? Hell nope. no, <laughs> not even a little bit. So uh, yeah, that's that's worth having in there. Uh, Bugs implants memories into Elmer. Shows the past and the future
1: yeah so we were talking about Elmer earlier on uh being the egghead that made it so yeah, he's so hatched into episode. a fully human fully formed human and he has no memory of his egghead past and therefore has no childhood
0: memories but he's very suggestible yeah <laughs> and bugs uh does he go into his dream I think uh, goes into his the, dream. The, the, the,
1: the, there is definitely an episode just the where big snooze, he, yeah,
0: yeah, where he goes into his dream. Now we've seen Bugs do this before. Yeah, Bugs can just like pop into your dream while you're asleep by an sleeping next to you. Yeah. We don't know if everyone can do this or if it's just a Bugs thing. Yeah, but if he just pops, pops his head down next year, goes to sleep, he can just inhabit your dream, and he basically not only gives Elmer a past, a human past, like a childhood. Yeah, in which he is there. Yeah. Like, and they're friends. But he also shows Elmer, like, a future. Yes. Uh, a it's all dark ray, future. It's all ray guns and what have you. It's pretty dark. Yeah. And we think this is Bugs trying to sow the seeds of, uh, basically, get Elmer in the mindset for Space Jam. Yeah. Um, and this is the first time where I think we go, Bug's agenda from very early on is actually to make sure that the events of Space Jam go the way they go, go. the way they need to go. Yeah. And he seems he's willing to do some very dark things to make that happen. Yeah. He's very uh ends justify the means kind of a guy. Yeah. Um, enter Pepe Le Pew, <laughs> the amorous sex pest of a skunk.
3: Yeah. Um,
0: who we immediately discover is leading something of a double life. So the first episode he's in, he's pursuing uh, a cat that's basically wound up with a white stripe painted down her back. Yeah. Um, And uh, by the end of uh, the episode, we see his wife and kids, and he's immediately just speaking normally. He's not all, uh, ah, mademoiselle, I love
1: you. Yeah, (laughs) he's just just got a straight-up American
0: accent. And he's just and, like, oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. And I, he's got a name. And he's got a name. And it's not Pepe Le Pew. Well, I mean, we don't know at this point which is, the, which is the mask. Well, yeah. But he is definitely leading at least a double life. Pepe Le Pew and Michael. Yeah. Just Michael. Just straight up Michael. Uh, we also get Yosemite Salmon at this point. We do. Not, not doing much that affects anything, but he's there. We've yeah. seen him uh, in his standard sort of bandit guise. I don't yeah. think he's even spoken at, this, uh,
1: point, at no. this point no I, th- I think it's because um, we see him alongside Bugs at this point don't
0: we uh, is that Bugs one or is a Daffy one oh that's a good one. there's point. a Bugs one and a Daffy one and they're yeah. quite similar he's the bandit the yeah. other one's you know are there like, yes. not really trying to get involved just sort of there yeah but the, I think the first one is the Bugs one yes. I think that's Bugs just yeah, going a train I robbery. know this guy's there later in yeah. Space Jam
1: best go see what he's about
0: um yeah, not hugely relevant now, but that's just, just to get him in because we know he's going to become relevant. Yes. Uh, anytime I just introduce a character and don't say much about them, it's just because we know, we know they're there at the end. Gonna, yeah. some point, they're
1: going to be
3: there. Uh,
0: we have a couple of flashback episodes at this point, which is really interesting. Uh, the first one is uh, bugs, presumably a young bugs and uh, pre-human demarcation. Yeah. Uh, the humans are living in the city. Bugs is working at a department store, yeah um and then uh the department store owner shows him like this museum sort of thing, like a a display of like stuffed animals, yes, and it, he says we're gonna we're gonna want a stuffed rabbit, yeah, and at this point, bugs obviously realizes maybe mean him he's in he's in trouble, yeah, uh he doesn't really use any tomb powers in this episode, so this is why we think it's like it's young bugs both in the timeline of the Tooniverse and in Bugs's jumping around time. Right? Yes. He doesn't really use any Toon powers to escape. But it goes a long way to explain why Bugs is not too enamoured with society. Yeah. the city. I mean, uh, that put me off society and if it somebody moving jobs. Yeah. But it could also be seen as a potential catalyst for why the human demarcation happened. So we presume this is happening sometime between 1927 and 1937. Yeah. Um but we still haven't pinned down when the demarcation occurred. No,
1: but I mean, if humans are deciding that just killing and stuffing sentient animals is still... It's just fine. Yeah, then, you know, the, 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 and those toons have the, those animals have the, the ability to create an uprising, then they probably will.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the other uh, pre-demarcation flashback we see is Daffy. Uh, yeah. Daffy lives with a human family. Yeah, that's, that's where he started. Um, but in the end, is sort of cast out. Yeah. He's replaced with another duck. Yeah. Um, because the dad of the family is just irritated with Daffy.
1: Not surprising.
0: Sort of tries to it was, get him out. It was annoying. But what's interesting about that is we thought Porky met a non-sentient, well, not a non-sentient duck, but an, a non-society duck. Yes. And it turns out, Daffy was part of society before the demarcation and was cast out. Yeah. When he was like because when Porky f- first well early on when Porky met him he was like a, a, a general over yeah. a bunch of non general sentient quacko. ducks general quacko. Um but it's interesting to know that before that he was part of society and it might go some way also to explaining the level of his daffiness now. Yes, he's just you know he's he's had a hard time of it. Oh yeah, he's shunned. Uh Baseball Bugs is the next one I've got written down. And this is interesting uh, for the same reason as his interest in Elmer and his sort of agenda is interesting. Uh, Because at the start of the film Space Jam, I think Michael Jordan's playing baseball. Yes. Now, we have seen briefly Bugs sort of training up some basketball before. Yeah. Yeah. But he's also he's covering his bases. It's like he doesn't really know, like if he affects too much of the timeline. What if Michael Jordan keeps playing baseball and the the aliens come and challenge the world to baseball rather than he's got to cover his bases. Yeah. So uh, Bugs spends some time rigorously training such that he can beat a uh, baseball team by himself. Yes. Like Bug Bugs Bunny is the greatest baseball team in the (laughs) world in whenever it is nineteen forty six nineteen forty seven. Yes. Uh Elmer dabbles in science similarly trying to create another tonic to make yeah, people super smart or Yeah, super.
1: It, it it's almost kind of like a Jekyll and Hyde sort of tonic that I think he's trying to create. Um and Bugs again steps he in shuts it down. And he's just like, yep, this this isn't happening. So 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 Bugs does just jump around time really you know guiding it towards Yeah. one point
0: I think. And we know what that point is. Yeah, we do. 1996.
1: But yeah, but it's, it's,
0: it's interesting that he just doesn't want loads of supertonics kicking about. Well, I've, I've just th- I thought, while we're discussing it now, what if it's, like, if, if in his opinion, the supertonics make us as bad as the aliens who are coming to challenge <laughs> yeah, he doesn't, the basketball? Yeah, he, yeah, he doesn't because want us we're going to do this right. Yeah. They're cheating. We're not cheating. Yeah. We're, we're because because that basketball. way, even
1: if they lose, they win on moral high ground.
0: Yeah, it's so like even if we lose the game of basketball, you know, in our hearts, we, we know. We know we won,
1: and we can just nip back through the portal.
0: Uh, what happens next? Uh, Daffy and Porky are put in charge of the delivery of the Tuna vs. babies. I presume this is agency work.
1: Yeah, I guess so. so, so the stalks so go on strike. Yeah, the stalks go on strike. Uh, Daffy and Porky the Fourth, through all of their fantastic uh, endeavours in the past, and, uh, you know, just nailing mission after mission. Um, have been sent in to basically just whip it all back into shape, just get everything flowing again. So all of the babies in the Tooniverse are delivered by storks. Yeah. Pretty much
0: everywhere. But the storks have had enough of it. Yeah. They're all getting drunk in some bar. Um, And... Daffy and Porky are put in charge of it. Yeah. They don't do a great job. No, well, they end... It they, go, they, It's they not... It's out of their wheelhouse.
1: Yeah, they both end up in Africa. Yeah. Uh, Daffy can get back quite
0: easily. Porky the fourth... Not so much. Not so well. Daffy doesn't seem to care. Daffy just goes straight back home. Yeah, he's just like, I'm out. And we have a couple of episodes where, like, we see some Porky pigs in... Yes. Back in America. And we know it's not Porky Pig. He's in Africa. Yeah. He can't get back that fast. He no. just literally can't. Um... But this, th- th- like These this, we assume picks.
1: are the from the kind of Porkytopia. All of those Porkys that held the jobs as decoys, yeah, they doubles. They all still need jobs. They're all still part of society. Yeah, so I presume
0: there's some sort of program to sort of reintegrate them.
1: Yeah. So we're seeing essentially episodes where it's. Them getting back into society, them getting a job. So, it th- I wonder it if seems one of them is like going to
0: start like objectivist uh, philosophy and become like sort of some porky Ayn Rand.
1: Oh, well, that would be weird, wouldn't it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we'll have, to, we'll have to
1: keep watching and find out. But yeah, I, I hope not. Uh, well, yeah, but, I can see it happening. Yeah, of course. I mean, I hoped a lot of what happened wouldn't have happened, but it did.
0: But yeah, so they're being reintegrated because obviously at this point, the war. The war is over, yeah. both in our world and the Tooniverse. Um, Daffy tries to return to his old job as a director and is turned away. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, probably keeping Daffy in the sort of militaristic and agency roles. Yeah, that he's trying to he's trying to he's give just, up now. Yeah, he's trying he's, to he's, he's he's, stop. He just, he just wants to get back to his normal life. Uh, speaking of getting back to a normal life, we Sniffles, uh, who is who we know took took something of an alcoholic dive
3: yeah
0: uh he's just arrived in the us
1: yeah so he's been making his way across europe and now the war's over he's
0: you know he's taking a ship over and i think because well you i think we concluded like because you suggested that maybe he was on the belgian beers yeah and now he's over in the us he's got some more sensible strength beer
1: yeah, and things. And that,
0: now he's just sort of maintaining a buzz, and he's yeah, he's, doing he's, okay he's, he's found
1: a buzz. He's maintaining his buzz. He's like, no
0: longer ratted. But all he's the time. back. He's over in the states now. Yeah. So, Sniffles, who is not fiveal, has also gone west. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We. I think that's the last time we saw Sniffles. So we don't really know how that's panning out. But no, it was it, it was a bit of a
1: weird episode for him because he ended up in a tavern.
0: Yeah, but um, he seemed okay. He seemed yeah. kind of with it. Yeah. Uh. So the next. Up is Gosma, who I I from my childhood remember mostly from Marvin the Martian sort of cartoons. But yeah. he comes in, he earlier comes in, yeah,
1: than he comes in quite a bit earlier, and he's he's almost like some sort of like mutant that a science a yeah. scientist has created. Yeah,
0: he's being kept by a scientist uh, who it looks like Peter Lorre. It does look like Peter Laurie. Um and that becomes that whatever. becomes a thing. Bugs seems to. Like I mean, Bug seems to be the target of this scientist. Yes, and Gosma seems to be the plan. Yeah, um, but I think by the sort of end of the episode, him and Gosma have something of a rapport.
1: Yeah, I think th- I think Bug sees something in Gosma as yes, going, ah, oh, he's he's just got a spark about it. the same sort of spark I think you saw in Elmer, where it was like, ah, oh, this person could be important. Yeah. You know, he's
0: he's like me, he likes a bit of a goof. I mean, I think Gosma wears that spark on his sleeve a bit more than elmer because elmer yes. must have taken some scene to whereas Gosma, although i don't remember him really being in space jam he might be he might yeah, be he's in the got the shoes for it he's got the shoes for he's it. he's got the shoes even for now it. Yeah. at this point it's he's a giant orange rug looking thing yeah and he's got basketball he's got sneakers, basketball on. sneakers so on. So and he's, goes, he's
1: tall as well and he does have big long arms yeah so he's got he's massive
0: arms he's perfect yeah um we found out around this point how Bugs funds all his adventures and his plans. Yeah. So
1: 7-minute business plans. So basically within 7 minutes he comes up with a business plan, pitches it and sells it just to the highest bidder. So very much like sort of um like Dragon's Den-esque sort of bit. Um, yeah,
0: I mean like I don't know how much he um exploits his time travel powers doing this. Well that's because it because obviously he can just get he an can from his house and move it to yeah. someone else or, to, or, or sell it to the person who is going to invent it just yeah. a bit earlier than they invent it. Yeah. like He's so got it, options. But the, the, this
1: is how we think he funds the vast majority yeah, of his escapades. he a quick buck he puts yeah. it
0: in the bank he nips back forward to the future yeah. and gathered, uh, some uh, yeah, gathered some interest. Yeah he's <laughs> got some interest. Let's go. Let's roll. It's a good system uh, for So him. it's a good system. Uh, around this point Foghorn Leghorn comes into the equation we know yep. he's going to be uh, around for, for a long time yeah uh, well he's, he, he is uh, he is up there in the pantheon of big characters yeah uh, I mean I don't think he's done anything particularly relevant yet he's just in in a similar yeah. event to seventy Sam uh, Bugs after his run in with Peter Lorre and Gosmer seems to try and off Peter Lorre
3: yeah now he, Peter Lorre
0: he, he finds like a, gang- uh, a gangster that looks like Peter Laurie.
2: Yeah, it's we're not it,
0: sure it, if it's like a brother or uh I don't know, some tune image. We're not sure. No. Um, but it's definitely
1: somebody who looks a lot like Peter Laurie. But
0: he definitely certainly within the context of the episode, takes him out of the equation. Yes. Um, we know, however, for later from later things that he doesn't take out Peter Laurie, the scientist, no. but we'll, we'll get, get to there. that. I've put the tome of hypnosis down because it crops up no, so that's what several Elmer... times. That's what sort of provided Elmer with just enough power, I think, to take on some of Bugs' Toon Lord powers. Yeah. But it's it crops up several times, and whoever reads it... Like, it must be the most comprehensive guide to hypnosis ever written. Yeah, Because people just need to open it, read a couple of pages, and then just be able to do it. Oh, yeah, they can just hypnotise so people immediately. it's amazing. So I, w- I wonder if it's a load of maybe two-page descriptions of how to do hypnosis, yeah. and they're all just, like... For different ways of learning, yeah, You're yeah, just yeah, going, yeah. Oh, I'll get this one, yeah, I'll, okay. I'll read that one, <laughs> yeah, and then they will just hypnotize people. But it is
1: very, very comprehensive because it's immediate the, the ability to do it, so immediate.
0: we're wondering who wrote that tome of hypnosis. That's a question that's hanging over, yes, hanging over us at this point. Um, Porky the third is alive, we yes, see he is. him, uh, at home, yeah, uh in an episode uh the reason we're pretty sure it's porky the third is because he's got an icbm in his kitchen and we
1: only know one porky that would have have an ICBM ICBM in his
0: kitchen (laughs) and that's el porco despot of porkytopia so he's hovering over the whole proceedings as a villain he's still there like ready to take back power from porky the fourth or or worse uh i've written michael again because we had another pepe lepew episode uh in which we pretty much definitely find out that Michael is his normal lifestyle. Yeah, uh, he has his family. We realised that in the other episode, his wife wasn't annoyed that he was out floating with another cat. No, he's just a, she was just annoyed because he had other stuff to do. Yes, so I think they've you know they've got a sort of that they've got a well, yeah sort of we, open we we we, 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 or, posited, or a, we posited different
1: ideas yeah that that he was divorced and it was just his weekend with the kids. Yeah, she that's was supposed where to be I out. think we're at.
0: But the other thing that this episode revealed is that Michael, who I get... Yeah, we, I think we conclude that he had... He's in, like, sort of midlife crisis mode. Yeah. He's divorced. He's got the kids, like, every other weekend. But that's pretty much... Like, the rest yeah. of the time, he's out he carousing. He, yeah. He's out carousing. He's rolling his Pepe Le Pew. Uh, but the other thing we found out is through various layers of costume, uh, he knows he's not flirting with skunks although it's always like a dog that's wound up looking like a skunk or or a cat cat, that looks like a skunk he knows they're not skunks yeah he just doesn't mind does he he likes black creatures with a white stripe down their back but he's actually out to sample uh, you know some more exotic uh, things yeah Yeah, exactly Uh, so uh, that's him really really living up to the Pepe Le Pew name at this point Uh, the reason we know Peter Laurie's not dead is he crops up again yeah. Uh and at this point I got to thinking why is Peter Laurie in the tooniverse? And we discovered we, we we looked into Peter Laurie's uh history in our world a little bit. Yeah. And uh he fled uh he fled Germany uh when Adolf Hitler came into power. Yeah. Um he was an Austro-Hungarian. Uh he was still an actor at the time, but we think he was also uh, dabbling in some science. Uh, a, 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 wildly intelligent scientist yeah. working on a way to emulate portal technology now d- during uh hitler's time in power uh he also harbored an obsession with sort of the occult he did um and he must have got wind of peter Laurie's work and come to seize this technology now, this technology clearly was imperfect, but Peter Laurie seeing no other option, tried to escape through the portal. His destination? America. Yeah. But he was split, at least into two, the Peter Laurie we see in the Tooniverse yep. and the one we see in America. But I think there's possible, several yeah. ones in the Tooniverse. Because yeah. Bugs Off's one, and he's still around. We don't even know if the one we see in this episode is the same one as the scientist. No, potentially not. But Peter Laurie got split, uh, and the Peter Laurie we... No and no love. love from the Maltese Falcon yeah. and Casablanca. Actually uh, made, it he made it to America. He made it to America. On our side. The actor side. Yes. I don't think he has any recollection of being a scientist.
1: No. Because he never went on and to I do any big think, scientific discoveries,
0: did I'm, he? Well, no. And I don't think any of the Tuniverse Peter Lorre's really have any recollection of being an actor. No. They... You know, they're just separate entities, separate parts of the being that once was Peter Laurie. What a powerful man he would have been to know back then. Uh, And that, you know, goes some way to uh, explaining how Hitler and his goons wound up in the Tooniverse. Yes, because... That's how they got portal technology. Because
1: they stole it. Whether or not they managed to... Perfect it anymore? Whether or not they just rocked with it in its imperfect form, because we did see some pretty weird versions of some high-up Nazi, yeah, generals. Uh,
0: Goebbels gone green. Green. <laughs> uh, we don't really know why. Maybe too much time spent. Maybe an imp- Maybe again an imperfect maybe version. An imp- yeah. imperfect print. Um, yeah. we don't really know, but we know uh, that Peter Laurie managed to emulate an imperfect version of portal technology, and that's how the Nazis got in there. Yes. Uh, that, that's just a fact. Yeah, that, that, that is just the way it went. Do uh, you only think that makes any sense? So the last couple of things uh, really are Sylvester and Tweety meet.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, there's, again, like, we haven't had that particularly manifest into the relationship we remember no. and love. Uh, we just, that they have now met. Yeah. Like that, that rivalry has been set up. And we ended 1947 with another glimpse into flea life. Yes, we did. Uh, which uh, he's, he's moved, a flea has moved on to another dog. Yeah. Um, and he's prospecting, and the dog's irritated for a while. Uh, but a flea circus then turns up, and, and it's is sets up on the dog's belly, and they all just have a nice little flea circus, yeah. and the dog's entertained, and everyone's getting what they want.
1: Yeah. And that, and that works out and really well. And that was a really, really nice way to close It was such a nice episode for ending 1947 on.
0: Then we watched Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, that,
1: that, that changed things. And just... um,
0: yeah, so we did a live show for Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Uh, that's the episode before these two catch-up ones. Yeah. So if you want to go and listen to a, 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 us and a, a live audience uh, wax lyrical about that good movie, <laughs> uh, yeah, go, go back and listen to that one. We had a lot of fun doing it. When you
1: say a movie, you mean documentary,
0: obviously. Yeah, it's a documentary yeah. film.
1: Yeah, of course it is. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, about life in 1947 on our side of the portal. Yeah. Um, and that... It raised a lot of stuff, but the two that are interesting, I think, to the ongoing story are the existence of Toontown, yeah, uh, and the confirmation of the existence of other Tooniverses, namely the Disneyverse, yeah. Um, so I just want to cover those couple of ideas now. The Disneyverse ones kind of easy. Uh, I don't like, just like there's a Looney Tooniverse, yes, that we've been looking at for the past year. There's also a Disneyverse. We presume they have their own sort of governing agency governing the, um, yeah, so, uh, the, the transit. Yeah, so,
1: so the agency that covers um, the Looney Tunes universe will be a separate agency, um, and there will be some level of rivalry of jurisdiction. You know, like if yeah. tunes get out of each one and potentially cross over, oh, there's going to be a jurisdictional battle going on between what paperwork needs filling out for, for who's going in
0: and getting it. Yeah, it's it all. very FBI, CIA yeah. sort of like. They're, they're going for the same thing, but they also sort of want the they want the glory and they want their jurisdiction.
2: Yeah, yeah
1: exactly. And they, and they and they've got different methods. You know, it might be interesting at some point to look at the Disney verse and go, mm, the, "How are they doing it?" Yeah, how are they doing it? Yeah.
0: Um, and the other thing is Toontown, which uh, like it's interesting that these things always have a studio at the front of them. There's Yeah, the Disney studios, there's the Warner Brothers Studios, and then there's Maroon Studios. Yeah, now Maroon. Seems to take a different approach uh to es- essentially monetizing
3: uh malfunctions
0: yeah. of portals. Yeah. Uh so rather than doing what Warner Brothers or Disney have done, which is just show us what's going on through there and call it a cartoon. Pretend yes. they drew it. Yeah. Uh Maroon is basically taking escaped tunes into like asylum, like custody. yeah, he's he, he, like
1: it, it, it's like he's taken like building materials and various things from um, the various universes to build a town and then put them in there and just went right. You guys are all working for me, yeah. and he sets up and just films. They just make films.
0: Yeah, uh, I think Acme has something to do with the fact that the toon objects can be created in our world because he yes. seems to make objects for the tuniverse, and he's a guy from our. He is universe. yeah, yeah, he's so. He's, like, he's I presume human. he, I presume Marvin Acme sits on the agency, right? I'd imagine so until his unfortunate uh, demise death in yeah. 1947. Um, but uh, yeah, after that, it's run by the people of Toontown, yeah, uh, because he leave. that's why he leaves Toontown and Acme to the Toons, yeah. Um, so uh, Maroon ushered in a sort of new era. The question. It raises really is how long has that been going on for? We know Toontown existed five years before 1947 at yep. least because uh, his brother was killed in Toontown. Yes, um, Eddie's brother. Yeah, uh, was killed in Toontown in 1942. Yeah, um, by a tune. By a tune. Um, so it's working out when we think toontown like came in yeah
2: I, and, uh, and also it how was kept secret
0: as well yeah i mean how, like how long has like maroon has been making films for a long time yeah uh but i think it's almost like a uh a distraction right it's like it's another way of framing tunes so that not only when you glimpse through the portal do you not think much of it because everyone yeah. just says oh animators drew them but when they're in our world in Toontown, you presume some trickery. You just go, no, like we see them all the time. Yeah. So if you see an escape Toon in the street, you're not that worried about it. No, like they're not meant to be carting around like all of uh, Chicago.
1: No, no, no. They're, they're not supposed to just be out and about in normal society. They, they, they've built the town for yeah. them. To, 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 no, you stay there, or
0: you're at the studios, and that's it. But also, uh, New York is where uh, sort of our initial portal, yes, like opened up, right. Yeah. Um, This is in Chicago, so maybe a portal opened up there at some point, and he just chose to deal with it differently. Um, Yeah, possibly at some point. I guess the various agencies will have put sanctions on it. Yeah, but yeah, the question really is, the, the three questions are: when when did it turn up? When did it like inevitably fall apart? Yeah, because there ain't one there now. No, no, there's not. And how public was it? Yeah. Because it seemed reasonably public in the documentary. But... Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, like, I'm, I'm Not thinking... Not many people the, the, seem to acknowledge it now. Like, like, like the
1: first time we saw tunes come out of the portal on our side, um, you know, would have started... Cause, well, did start causing a lot of problems in our world, the
0: beginning of the war. Absolutely, and that was um, in 1938.
1: Yeah, so it's very possible that that because they were out for two weeks, yeah. that would have given them ample time to cart about. And that could have, you know, if they bumped into Acme at that point. Marvin Acme yeah, or, if into, they, and, or into Arkham Maroon. Yeah, if, if they bumped in any of those people at that point and given them the idea that, oh, these aren't just animated um Shows on a screen, these things actually exist, so it's very possible that it
0: started out at that point. also Marvin Acme's, Marvin Acme's in. definitely a sort of right, rights, like Toon Rights enthusiast, yes. right? Yeah, yeah, uh, so uh, yeah, it's interesting because that will be that will have been maybe those first escapees were a point of discovery for a few people, yeah, um, and different movements started, but we don't really have any confirmation either way, no, and that's that's the sort of lay of the land as we see at the end of 1947, yeah. uh, which is the end of our first season. Uh, that, I know that was a barrage of information, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's, that's where we stand. Uh, and it um, gives
1: us some opening questions for season two as it well. It gives us
0: some opening questions for season two, some things to look out for, and uh, I hope you will join us on that adventure. Um, yeah. Uh, because it's, it's a, definitely a new era. Uh, we've had the rise and fall of a Despot. We're having the rise of the tune Lords, yeah currently, and we've we're starting to see the advent of our end goal, which is space jam yeah, and uh hope you'll join us over the next uh, however long <laughs> to try and to try and reach that goal
1: yeah uh, it, it it's going to be a hell of a journey, but you know we're going to go through it together, which would be nice yeah it's you been know.
0: nice so far in that every time an arc seems to be finishing something else is sparked off and is, yeah. is ready to go yeah. and uh, I'm hoping that continues uh, we'll find out in season two we're going to take a uh, uh, bit of a break uh, a bit of a break while Cal has to go from one heat wave to another uh, heat wave in Florida oh, oh, for a wedding he's yeah. not a happy boy I'm not uh, but when he's back we'll be kicking in with season two uh, but until then uh, thanks so much for listening yeah thank uh, you and uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks yeah we will <laughs> bye, bye.